the Nobody's Famous Podcast. All right, and we are live on the Nobody's Famous Podcast. We are back with another great episode. And today we are with an amazing guest with us uh, who actually was on the show before and we did a sneak preview. We actually rushed that show. So this time we're back and we're going to take our time. We're going to do a, a long show and it's none other than the one and only Zuhad Alul. How are you? I know it's an absolute, absolute pleasure. Um, I'm, um, I'm just going to intro you briefly and then I want you to take it from there. Uh, I mean, you, okay. you are um, a traveler. You like to experience different uh, cultures, different experiences, different moments, Definitely. all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I really want to touch on that. You are also an entrepreneur. You have started your own, uh, you know, own business, uh, Makeup by Zuha, and uh, I want to also get into that. So, you know, uh, that's my quick intro for the audience. But if you were to intro yourself to someone who doesn't know you at all, what would you say? I would say that I am a passionate artist who's turned that into a sustainable career and uh, growing every day. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, so I read your bio and what I really liked about it was, um, there was, uh, there was a mention of your mother and how she was, she's an artist as well. And, um, through, through her, you managed to, um, basically get inspired to discover art yourself. How, how, yeah. how was that process for you or how did you, get inspired by your your mother and you know her attention to art uh so growing up uh, my mom being an artist and painter i was always surrounded by her canvases and her paint and everything all the colors and beauty and everything she used to paint impressionistic paintings and realistic ones and uh, a lot of paintings about palestine our homeland so I was always so inspired by the beauty of all of it. And it just turned into my passion from that because it was always my comfort and happiness. You know, so it was home for me. It was natural. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, so for you, you do makeup, but did you ever consider painting? Like when you would see um, that your, your, yeah. your mother was yeah, doing so, did you consider it? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, I still do. I, I actually do paint as well. I paint. But for me, um, as a canvas, I prefer a face as a canvas rather than uh, an actual canvas. So uh, awesome. to me, faces are canvases too. So I use that. I prefer that. You know what I mean? Different features, different, you know, backgrounds. And yeah, it's just as beautiful. Awesome. And I like that. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, you gravitated towards that outlet. And do you, do you think that, yeah. do you think that for yourself, um, that the reason that is, is maybe when you, you realize that you could do, let's say the makeup and you use the face as the can canvas, you are more creative. Is that the difference or is it just something you gravitated towards as in like with painting, just, you didn't feel the same way. I, I, yeah. It's just something that I was naturally more interested in um, just growing up as well. Like, you know, I used to sit at my mom's makeup table or watch her put makeup on. You know what I mean? I was always like, wow, you know, you can make yourself look so good just from like a little bit of, you know, a brush here and a brush there. And it's like, wow, you transform. So 
that to me was exciting. And so I tried on myself as well. And it just went from there. You know what I mean? It was something so natural since childhood. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And I, I think, I think yeah. what's, what's really cool about that is you were able to make, um, make that connection and, and translate it into business. But I wanted to ask before moving on to the, to the second, uh, the, 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 the next question was the, the, paintings of like the home um the homeland of palestine and and when you used to see your mother paint those um yeah what kind of you know what kind of emotions did that invoke in in you was it was it also um did you also plan to paint the same or did you did you still paint in your free time those specific types of paintings or is it something completely different um, both actually. So I do all types of uh, paintings, but um, I've done some about Palestine. Yeah, I've actually been inspired by other Palestinian artists as well. So I try to kind of like take their style a little bit, you know, and, you know, maybe take it to another level. You know, everyone gets creative when they start painting. So, <laughs> yeah, but I do both actually. It's uh, not necessarily a specific genre of painting or topic of painting. It's just whatever I feel. Okay, at nice. That specific and moment in time. Nice. Did you did you ever think to have you like showcased your work uh, somewhere, or have you ever? No, uh, just just my makeup, just my makeup. That's that's my niche. You know what I mean? That's just kind of like my uh, my take on the whole thing. You know, like if I do any art, it's just for me. But like the makeup, I like to show to the world. I like to really show that. You know what I mean? So awesome yeah <laughs> okay nice nice well i wanna i wanna i wanna get into the makeup business uh, uh shortly uh, but i do have a question before that is um you know i read your bio again and what i liked is there was a part that says you you say that your aim is to help others find their inner beauty and enhance yeah. it in their own unique ways now if we're gonna get into i want to get into inner beauty because there's so <laughs> many there's so many uh like facets of it so many ways we can have a discussion but first tell me what what did you mean by that and then we can talk about inner beauty in a bit more detail okay so i personally believe that everyone is beautiful and everyone has unique features that they can enhance Okay, so with makeup, what we do is sometimes people feel really down and, you know, makeup helps them feel better and makeup helps give them that confidence that they need in themselves, you know. So I guess what I meant by that is that um, it, it's just about the confidence, you know what I mean? So basically everyone has certain features that they may not know about that are their best features. And, you know, with makeup, you can always make that a thousand times prettier and bring it out. You know what I mean? With colors um, and with uh, shapes and everything. So there's always a specific feature that can be enhanced with makeup. And I feel like sometimes I, I strongly believe that when you feel good on the outside, you know, it brings out a certain feeling on the inside. And it, likewise, it's, it's vice versa as well. So like if you feel good on the inside, it shows on the outside and you have a specific glow about you. Um, it's the same thing, the other way around. So if you feel like your outer appearance is beautiful and, you know, perfection and not perfection, I wouldn't want to say perfection, scratch that. Um, I would say just you feel beautiful, you feel confident and it makes you feel good on the inside and that reflects on you as a person and on your character. So, 
yeah, I feel like that brings out your inner beauty in a certain way. So some people may not know about this and some people may not feel a certain way. And that's why I also give courses um, to, uh, with people. Like I give classes to people and I tell them what they should be enhancing, what they should not be enhancing. Well, it's my opinion at least, but as a professional, I can tell them how. Some people don't know how, so they want to learn how. And that's what I do. Yeah, I bring it out in them, you know. Interesting. Uh, there's two things actually. I wanna I wanna touch on based on what you said. Sure. Is is the first thing is about like when you let's say when you are applying makeup, let's say to somebody. I, I know I've because I've seen it before. Um, you know, either whether it's my mom doing makeup for my cousin or anything like that. Yeah. I, I see that they talk about about it. They say, "Oh no, this color looks better. Don't try this. Yeah, of course. Make a of few course, adjustments." Huh? I think this is what you, I think this also helps to enhance the, of course, the, uh, the of inner feeling of someone. Yeah. But yeah, of course. question so. here is how do you, how do you draw the, I don't know if it's, it's the right way to say it is drawing the line, but you know, people, they, they then tend to say, well, maybe internally they say to themselves, I'll only look good with makeup. You know, I, I only, I always have uh, to look good. How do you draw the line with that? Okay. So um, I'll go back to your first question. Um, yes, color theory is very, very important in makeup and barely anyone, I would say maybe 1% of the population is even aware of it. So um, certain colors enhance other certain colors. So say for example, you wanna make your eyes pop. You wanna show your eyes a lot more if they're a beautiful feature on your face and they are usually. So certain colors will enhance your eye color, for example, and some colors will not. Or even with skin tones, certain colors match with certain undertones and some colors don't. And they make you look pasty or pale or even gray. So, so, so yes, color theory is very important and it does take a professional to usually know. And that's what I teach a lot. And I tell my clients as well. I always give them advice on what colors they should be using and should not be using. So that plays a very big role on the overall experience and overall appearance and final results. <laughs> Interesting. And uh, your second question, I'm sorry, I forgot what it was. Can you repeat? No, um, what I wanted to ask was like, you know, let's say maybe when you're dealing with the clients or, or you know, the students that you are teaching, uh, right. yeah, how do you, or people maybe you might be applying makeup to your friend and then they internally, they feel I'm only going to look good if I have makeup on, right? How, where do you draw the line or you try to tell them that, you have to kind of disconnect these two things is that, you know, you can, you're always, you're always beautiful and makeup is not the only way to of look, course. Good, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, of course. So um, I'm the type of person, um, I always believe in the natural look. So I like makeup. I love makeup, obviously, but I always like the natural makeup look over the over the top stuff. That's usually just when I'm being more creative and artistic. And if that's what the client wants, but I always advise to go for the natural look, which looks very simple. And this person still ends up looking like themselves because they are beautiful. And all we want to do is enhance certain features that are already beautiful in them. So I always explain that. I'm like, okay, for example, you have um, beautiful skin. I don't want to cover that up. Why would I do that? You know, I want to show you how to make it look even better, but it's still very, very beautiful. And that's actually a very key important thing. So skincare um, is also extremely important with my work. 
And um, if you don't have good skin, your makeup won't look good either. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can try it cover and cover and cover, but you know, it's still going to show. So I always tell them about how to take care of themselves to make sure that they, again, glow from within to make the makeup look a, a thousand times better rather than it being um, something that's just caked on. And that's not, that's definitely not attractive. And nobody wants to see that, you know, and I'm sure a person does not feel good about themselves if they have hundred pounds of makeup on their face and you know it's just unattractive so um yes inner beauty again (laughs) is something very very important and i always tell people that and i always advise people to go for a more natural thing especially brides when i do a bridal makeup i never if they tell me they want the um over the top you know i always say no i always say i'm sorry but you're going to regret that one day it's not going to look beautiful it's it's just going to look like you have a lot of makeup on I want you to look like yourself, but with a little bit of enhancement, you know, that's it. It's just about enhancing the already beautiful features that are there. Well, I'm glad you said that, actually, because I think um, a lot of people, when they see other um, uh, other people with makeup, they always have that thing in mind. They're like, oh, my God, she's wearing too much or, you know, it's always... Uh, oh my god it's too much oh my god like it should have been a toned down a little better so i'm glad that um i'm glad that you you touched on that point where you you even have the <laughs> the the you know the the i don't want to say courage but like the you know the the chance to say no to a bride let's say on her, her wedding day and tell her actually um let's look at it in a vo- more toned down more balanced kind of way let's let's go for the natural look and i think a lot of um a lot of guys appreciate that i think a lot of guys uh yeah would, you know i'm t- talking from a guy's perspective I, everybody yeah. does yeah. yeah yeah even even like yeah, everybody uh, does i mean natural is always more beautiful natural is always more beautiful and i always believe in simplicity so the simpler the better always anything over the top is just never going to be okay especially when you want to that's the key feature is timeless so yeah natural is always better yeah awesome awesome well that's that's that brings me to the next point you mentioned that you do you do courses um so are do you, do you are you teaching like other students uh, to on how to apply makeup is that yeah. what you do awesome yeah so um i get clients come up to me and say i really want to learn how to do this um they have specific questions or specific techniques they'd like to learn or they'd like to learn how to put makeup on themselves or they want to learn how to become another makeup artist and work in the field. And yeah, I do offer courses. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So it's not, it's not, um, so I, I want to say it's like a one dimensional thing. You are applying makeup, but you're also teaching the trade for others and yeah. then others can, um, exactly. can apply on themselves. So, so then how do you, let's say, differentiate between, what you would say to a student and then what you would say to a client because there is a little bit of overlap I think when you are let's say um, because let's say a client um, might already know how to add um, their own makeup or maybe just doesn't prefer to apply it themselves they like somebody else to apply so how do you differentiate from what you tell a student versus what you tell let's say a client for, for example Um, Of course, it depends on their needs. So whatever they are willing to learn or want to learn or would like to have done. So um, if a client comes to me and just wants me to apply the makeup, 
then I apply the makeup. I first, of course, ask them what, what they would like, but then I give my opinion and I'd see, find the medium ground in between that. Um, but if it was a student who wanted to learn a technique, then there's a lot behind it because they need to learn about all sorts of, you know, eye shapes and face shapes and skin colors, skin tones and everything. So there's a lot more detail that goes into it as in if it was just a client that I was doing it for, I, I would already have that information in my head and I would just go for it. Um, they do learn a little bit in the process, but usually it's, um, you know, me doing the, the work. So, but if it's a student, they obviously have to do it themselves mm -hmm. as well to learn how, you know, yeah, and, and and that brings me to another point that I just I just thought of now. Like, you know, when you go to the mall and you see those, like, you see either Mac or Maybelline, those places with all the makeup and then they um, all the makeup stands and those that's so those those um, employees they come and they they um, they advise you know they advise people about that kind of stuff. What's the like? Is that you know, do you find that yourself there and saying to yourself, mm, why are they suggesting that? Or is that, is that, uh, or that's actually not correct. I actually didn't think of that. These types of things, do you find yourself in that situation or is the, that type of business, I mean, that business, is that super yeah. commercial, less personal? I mean, you know, it's definitely probably less personal, but yeah, I still of course, of course. So basically the ones that are standing at those stands are usually people who are trying to sell those products. So what's different about me is that I don't work with any specific brands. Um, I have a bunch of different types of makeup, different brands I use, and I mix and match everything. So I don't stick to a specific brand and I'm not trying to sell any brand. So I'm not associated with any brand and I'm happy to not be as of now because um, I don't want to be able to just become a salesperson. So for me, it's about the art and it's about the actual genuine uh, overall look and quality that I'm trying to give for the client. So it's a little bit different than those people because they are trying to sell those products and that's their job. And I don't blame them. Obviously they have the information about those products and what they're used for. And um, it's, it's a very different um, aspect to what I do because I, I don't have any brands associated with me and I'm not trying to sell anything to anybody. I would advise, but I would not, from my own experience, obviously, but I would not um, try to force someone to buy any of the products that I use. Why would I? I mean, they don't pay me for that. <laughs> if I want to tell someone to get something, it's just because I genuinely believe it's a good product, you know? <laughs> no, awesome. I just, I, I know I really wanted to get into the entrepreneurial side of your business. I just These questions are just coming to me now <laughs> as you speak. So I'm just, I was just thinking and I would really... I wanted to take your your opinion on it because I actually this is like a you know this is like a topic I we never discussed on the show we never kind of got into this kind of field we never discussed that there are so many layers to it and yes it's great to see that there is um there's a lot and then that there's always you know that personal touch so I'm just uh, you know I'll ask the question now but I was just there was so many <laughs> questions that I was getting sure. um <laughs> Okay, sure. um, okay. on to the makeup business. Finally, we're there now. Finally, 30, 40 minutes into the show, we're there. Finally, uh, my, my, my first question is um, so now we understood the inspiration behind it, but what is it like to run right. your business? What is, it, what is it like to run it? Um, I would say it's quite tough. 
So basically, I work by myself for myself. So, um, and sometimes it's very risky. You know, um, it was a big risk to actually follow my dreams and start my business. You know, I left the corporate world to do that. And um, I just feel that it's amazing sometimes. It's really amazing because all the rewards are all mine. And sometimes it's a lot of rewards because it's all your work and all your effort. There's no, no one else, right? So you have to do everything yourself. Um, so all the risk is all mine as well. And all the rewards are all mine. So it's, it's, it's a very rewarding thing to do. Um, but at the same time, it can be, it can be scary. You know what I mean? Because you never know what's going to happen next, especially as a freelancer, you never know. And especially now because of uh, COVID, you know, uh, it's affected the entire market and in myself included. So um, it's, it's a scary feeling. It's a scary feeling to know that you never know what's going to happen next. You really don't, but it's an amazing feeling to be able to stand up on your own and be able to get yourself places. And once you accomplish something, no matter what it is, you know, I remember my first uh, fashion show or my first photo shoot and my first TV commercial. And I was so proud of myself. I was like, wow, I actually got here. Like I actually got here and I'm actually doing this. What's next? So it's it's a very exciting thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think I think what you're saying is is definitely great, and I think these are great words for for people who aspire the same. Because I think um, the 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 what happens with starting a business is people try to take, uh, and we've mentioned this so many times, and I hope you know anyone who's watching this episode, uh, you know either have seen the previous ones or even see what you're saying now is people, they tend to look at, you know, their business and try to take everything in at once. And I think when you touched on um, your achievements, you said, okay, my first TV commercial, my first photo shoot, you take them in baby steps and that's how you can grow it. Because if you try to take all of the aspects of the business in one go and try to achieve everything all the time, you're just going to burn out. And, uh, and, you yeah, know, we mentioned, course. yeah, we mentioned it before, like uh, there's no business without your personal health. So make sure you take care of yourself as well, you know, and don't just focus on uh, really just, you know, destroying everything to just, you know, achieve so many things like, pace yourself uh, and I think with with your type of like with your type of industry with your type of service it's very in a way like uh, it's a subjective art right because some you might do be you might do something for somebody and say you personally think that it's very nice but then the client might say actually I don't like it let's change it it's not an exact science so so with you definitely there's always a lot of back and forth there's a lot of um accepting no from clients accepting you know here and there. it's not like you're selling uh, you know a product and this is what it is and it's take it or leave it there's always room to you know for uh, you know adjustments and stuff so i think it, it's a uh, yeah it adds another layer of uh, let's say difficulty and, and like like for you do you think like so, so that's that's what it is running it. But for you, like as an entrepreneur, what what advice would you give to um, to other people? You know, who who would like to start? And I'm not saying necessarily, let's say makeup. I'm saying in general, you know, starting a business. What advice would you give to 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 people on on that? I would honestly say to take your time to really study the market 
and um, baby steps. I would say baby steps. Don't expect everything to happen all at once. Be patient because you're going to have so many ups and downs. You're going to have like, woo, and then, you know, you're all the way down here. So, and, you know, considering how competitive it can be these days, it's just take your time, make connections. That's a very important thing. And make sure you have a lot of support around you because you're going to need it. So luckily for me, I've had such a supporting family and such supporting friends that when I started out, they were the first ones to just, you know, book me up and help me out and spread the word. So, yeah, you need a lot of support. And I would say get that because it's super important for you to be able to feel confident in your own work as well. And never expect anything to happen immediately. You know, it's, it's going to grow slowly, but organically. So don't rush it. That's what I would say. Never rush it. It's, um, it's beautiful and it takes time. You know, it takes time. Just like applying the makeup. Uh, beautifully said. I would yeah, say. <laughs> never yeah. rush anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think like you, I like your advice because it's simple. It might, it's, might sound the same to a lot of people. Uh, they might have heard the same. But what you're saying is true and it's simple and it's easy to follow. And I think it can be applied to anyone who is looking for, yeah, it's, it can be applied to anybody who is uh, trying to open a uh, type of business. Um, what is, what is yeah. your uh, greatest achievement to date with the business? Let's, let's just see which one is that. Greatest. There's so many to choose from. Oh, wow. Um, greatest achievement. I would have to say was probably when I worked on the do commercials. I think that was probably like my, wow, I did that. So I think that was pretty cool. And they gave me an idea of, you know, taking that further. So I just kind of wanted, and I also during that time made a lot of connections and that's how I got connected to Special Olympics as well, because someone I worked with in that commercial connected me to Special Olympics. So that was actually really cool. And um, yeah, uh, it was, um, it was probably the highlight of my career, I'd say. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think, I think that's great. I think um, it's very important to remember your achievements when you are, uh, you know, have your own business, do anything. I mean, write it down, have a list, have it somewhere, you know, so whenever either somebody asks you about your business or um, when you want to look back, you know, you come, you come to yourself and you say, uh, Oh, I did that. You know, I, this happened or because it's a way to keep you going, you know, not that it's yeah, torture it or anything, but like, this is a way to keep you going, but it's a way to remind yourself that um, you did this and that means that you can do better. And, and I think uh, yeah. that's why I wanted Absolutely. to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I actually feel the same way about all the fashion weeks I've taken part in. So I've taken part in about, I don't know, I want to say eight Arab fashion weeks. And uh, I get a wow. certificate every single time I take part. And they're all hanging on my wall. You know, every day I look up at them and I'm like, yeah, you know, these are my accomplishments. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. No, I, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, that's yeah. very important. Because people tend to forget, uh, we tend, like as humans, we always tend to uh, focus on how things are not going to work out or maybe the negative side or the obstacles. Not, not that that's bad or anything, but it's just our nature of we, we focus on the obstacles, but we don't, we don't focus on, um, you know, 
for example, an obstacle that we surpassed or like a, a positive thing that we've done. And, and I think that's great that you, you do that as well to, to keep yourself uh, going, to keep things always, uh, you know, keep, keep things always in your mind that you've achieved this, meaning you can achieve more. So I think it's great. So awesome. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I want to move a little bit away from the makeup business. I want to talk about you a little sure. bit more and your traveling, exploring other cultures you um you say that you've become um enamored or you love seizing the moment and then sharing it with others first of all tell me what what do you mean by that Uh, and secondly have you done this already are you doing it or is there a plan for it what's the deal with that so a few years ago i made a decision in my life where i was not going to say no to anything and that actually opened up doors for a lot of experiences for me. So um, I started socializing a lot more, going out, going out a lot more, uh, meeting new people. Um, I started doing activities that I always wanted to do, but I never had the courage to, like salsa dancing. So, and that in turn introduced a lot of other experiences for me. So I started traveling a lot more, um, meeting a lot more people, learning more languages, and that as an overall experience has been the most beneficial thing to me and it's changed me as a person. So I used to be this extremely, extremely, extremely shy girl who um, was afraid to talk to people really. You know, I was always so shy. I'm always the quiet one. And I sometimes am some, you know, still like that. But I just feel that now with time and with experiences, I've become a more um, well-rounded, person and and, um, a lot more cultured and a lot more confident in myself and that has helped me actually that has really helped me become that way so in a way yes I feel like I am doing it and I still feel like I have a lot more to learn and a lot more experiences to experience so I hope that answers your question (laughs) yeah yeah no awesome awesome no because I think um, you know now with with um uh, with COVID and it, it's a lot of a lot of uh, risk yeah. in traveling. Um, of course, yeah. uh, there is you know there's this part that people who love to travel they've they've lost. I mean you can travel, but there's a lot of hassle yeah, but not to the it. Same way. Of yeah, course, there's a lot of hassle. Way. There's a lot of risk. There's a lot of uh, things to consider. And I mean, I, I mean for me personally, I also love to travel, but you know I don't want to put myself or others at at risk uh, and and also adhere to certain you know the, the guidelines and all that kind of stuff but how do you let's say how do you cope with with the current situation seeing that let's say the traveling is your outlet to uh, you know capture these moments and now that you can still do so but it's difficult or maybe you've chosen not to travel so how do you cope with with this Honestly, um, I haven't traveled now in almost, actually more than, almost a year. I have not traveled and who knows when I'm going to be able to travel again. And it's been, it's been sad to think about, you know, um, I really love traveling and I want to travel. I'm dying to travel at this point. Um, And uh, I'm just not planning anything for now in regards to travel because you never know where life takes us. You know, you never know what's going to happen with the situation globally. You never know if I'll be trapped somewhere. You never know. So it's, it's, I just feel it's a bit of a risk right now that I'm not willing to take. 
to travel. Um, but I'm praying, I'm hoping that this is all going to be over soon and life will go back to normal. I hope so. And we can all do whatever we would like again. You know what I mean? And for me, that's traveling. I, the first thing I'm going to do the moment COVID's over is I'm out of here. <laughs> you won't find me for another year. <laughs> awesome. Well, you are your own boss. So you can always take time off, which is, which is awesome. True. Um, True. I, I do have a day job, but you know. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, yeah. With the leave. It's okay. With the leave. Um, but um, you mentioned Special Olympics, actually. And uh, what, was, what was your experience like with that? Did you, um, like, were you working? Special Olympics? Uh, mm-hmm. It was the most incredible experience of my life. Above everything else I've ever done. Above makeup, above everything. So Special Olympics was so humbling. So, so humbling. And super hard. It was a super hard event. It was such, such a little amount of time and so much to do. But so worth it. So, so worth it. It was, how do I say this? It was an experience. It was beautiful. You know, so, so beautiful. The most pure hearted people in the world, literally the most pure hearted people. And to see the smiles on their faces and their pure joy and pure happiness was worth every single sleepless night and every single tear that I've cried throughout the whole process. Wow, just wow. I never felt better in my life. I never felt happier. I never felt more accomplished yeah, than I yeah. did during that time. It was so humbling. So what, what was your work exactly that, that, you know, that made you feel um, this way? During the process or during the actual games? Anything. I mean, you can take us through the whole thing if you like. It, it, it's fine. Uh, so I was in the marketing department and I was in charge of um, bringing an audience to the games so that was our key point and it it was quite difficult to rally up people and to make sure that they pledge to attend because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people can just say yeah we'll be there but you know um, they change their minds or whatnot so I had to get people to pledge to actually attend and um, it's it's a quite a difficult process and the UE is quite large and there are a lot of people that we expected to attend and I had to guarantee that myself so um, obviously the whole team, the whole company worked so hard on everything and we had a lot of support. And um, during the games, um, I was in charge of taking care of all those people that I had pledging coming to the games and obviously the athletes. And um, it was just, it was so beautiful because the, we, we were able to see the fruit of our labor during that time, you know, it was like, okay, I haven't slept in three months, but it's okay because this is so worth it. You know, this is so perfect. Look at them. They're so happy. They're so accomplished and they're so determined, which is, wow. It's just, wow. Yeah. I, I can really relate to that actually. And so let me guess you, you were really happy when the moment that you saw them, they were, you know, you, you saw them, the athletes and everyone excited because there were so many people around them, right? All these of people course, that came yeah, to they see were, them, they right? had, Exactly. They had so much support. They felt okay. that support. They felt the people cheering them on. And I was partially responsible for that. And that made me feel like I accomplished something really big, you know? Okay, awesome. Because that, that was the point that I can relate to a lot. I mean, 
you know, I did, I, I was working on that uh, event as well, only like on certain aspects of that. So I did get the chance to see also their, um, their happiness of being there. And also it was, I mean, you know, it was a big stadium as well. So there were so many people course, there yeah. and they were, they were so happy, but there was another moment that happened to me last year um, that I actually um, also, I related to it a lot when it came to people uh, of determination. There was, um, you know, obviously, you know, having worked in events and, you know, working in the corporate world, you understand that there's a lot of things that we, we stress about <laughs> things that are, um, you know, there's unnecessary stress and there's necessary stress and all these types of things. And, and the reason why I relate to what you said is because there was a moment in one of the, you know, the events that I was working on last year. And it was like, there was a short period of time and we had to get all these things sorted and everything ready. And it was just, it was just a whirlwind of things. And we had like, you know, a lot of different issues across the board. And in the end, you know, the event was going smoothly. Everything was running fine and everything like that. So yeah. I forgot about all the major issues that yeah, were you happening. Yeah, you forget. You forget everything. And Completely. you're just like, oh. Yeah. oh. yeah. It's like a complete different change of, of <laughs> mindset. But there was this one moment where I felt like, you know, I was unnecessarily stressed about, so I want to say stressed, but it's like necessary stress because you're putting on an event, you know, that's, it's normal. Yeah. But I was like, I felt to myself like, you know, this was, was worth it. And it's great to, you know, it's great to see that. And we had a, um, we had like a, a kid's area. And in that kid's area, there was, you know, the kids would go and they'd be able to do their own license plates because they, the event was kind of like about, um, cars and uh, you know it had that kind of like uh drive kind of feel to it and you know the kids could do their own license plates with glitter and all that kind of stuff and wow. what happened to me was i saw i saw someone um i, I believe that person had uh, had down syndrome and i i saw that person with with one of the license plates and and that made her day honestly it it that that license plate, it made her day. I saw the smile on her face. And for me, I said to myself, I was like, Aww. like I stress about the silliest of things, you know, the silliest. And I get, I get my whole day is ruined or my mood is ruined from the silliest of things. But looking at her in that moment, I said to myself, like, this is such a simple thing that she's, she's happy about. She appreciates it so much. It's made her day. Okay, the whole week yeah. is the weekend is great. She's gonna be talking about this forever now because she has this. And I said to myself, you know, I, I really it was just a way to just not take things so like not things things so for granted all the time and and try to. Yeah. Uh, it's humbling, right? It's humbling. Yeah, that's, it just that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it why is. I relate to what you said. I just it just. Um, I really wanted to, you know, share that story with you because I really relate to what you said. It really, uh, I really felt the same, same, that humbling kind of uh, feeling that you felt. And it just, it makes me feel bad about myself. Like, why do I, why do I have to, you know, always come back to these moments where I, I get stressed over nothing and it's, I just don't remember. And and I think it's just, you know, it's, it's part of. It's a reality uh, check, really. It's yeah, a reality check, yeah, you know. 
but um that that was a beautiful story thank you for sharing that no i i just <laughs> really wanted to you know i wanted to uh, touch on that point especially because you know you, you had your experience with them and and, and yeah. yeah that's uh, awesome that's uh, but thank, thank you. you for sharing as well um Zuha, i wanna i wanna we reached the end of the show and oh, usually, that was quick. Yeah, it was quick. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, time flies when it's an awesome yeah. episode. Um, but I want to say, I want to say, like, I do have my last question. Um, yeah. And, well, two last questions, always. Um, but uh, one of them is, uh, is tell me, what do you think of the name Nobody's Famous? I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's uh, super creative and insightful to uh, what you do. So I, I think it's, it's special. And uh, I love the new logo, by the way. I think I already told you this, but <laughs> I really like it. So it's a nice name. It's a good name. It's to the point and it's, um, it's, you know, it's catchy. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not that it's catchy. It's, the word I'm looking for is that it's um, interesting, you know? It's interesting because you, you never usually put the words nobody and famous together. So I like that. Nice. Um, I shouldn't so, think yeah. of it um, that way. Um, but do you, do you think, I think it in a way, if, if I may, I think it, it relates uh, also a little bit to, uh, to what you do as well. Because with let's say when you apply makeup to somebody in a way you're kind of giving them their you know five minutes 60 minutes of fame whatever you call it you know it's it has that mm -hmm. that feeling and you yeah. are you are applying that to anybody any client is is, yeah. eli is yeah. eligible and i think it, it yeah. I, yeah in a way it relates to what you do it's like leveling the playing field for exactly. them as well yeah Exactly. You know, everybody is special in their own unique way and everyone has that, um, that, what's the word I'm looking for? I know, I'm I know what you, words. it's like, it's, it's more of like, it's like a, it's like a spark. It's like a touch or a feeling. And I, yeah, I don't want to get too cliche. Yeah. I don't want to get too yeah. cliche about it because, you know, these things people talk about it and stuff, but uh, I think we either brush it off as a cliche and then we just move on to the, you know, the next topic or whatever we're doing. But I think it's important to remember that people are, especially yeah. during this period, uh, people are going through a lot of hardship. People are a lot of go yeah. going through a lot of, mental and physical uh, pain and yeah. it's always important to remember you know these these um uh the you know to remember that you are not just like another person you have skills yes. you are important you can yes. if there's a dream you want to pursue you can and um you know that's i think we you know i, I thank you for coming on the show because we try to always thank show people you yeah, know it's a pleasure and i think we always try to show people that this is, you know, uh, on the show that, you know, all of these people are just like you and me, and there's no, there's no, there's no barrier to, to, uh, you know, uh, to success or any type of whatever dream you want to achieve. And I think, I think what's important to remember is that failure is part of the process. We always say that. I mean, you know, our show is all about that. My my life is is about that. It, failure is it's failure is a part of success there is no success without failure 
and I think it's it's okay to to you know kind of embrace that. So um, yeah. again, once again, um, I really appreciate having you. I do have the final question, and I promise this is the final question. Final question: uh, <laughs> Do you have a question for me? Um. Yes, I do. I would like to know. Um, <laughs> must be a big one must be a big one okay take your time <laughs> take your time where do you plan on taking nobody's famous what's the next level awesome awesome um i love this question we uh we get it quite a bit and uh i think it's important to always you know either have the same or different answer, never know, put them all together, <laughs> all the different answers together. Um, <laughs> uh, the next level, I mean, I said one time in a show, I said that I want to, I wanted to take this show into space, you know, I wanted to do the show all the way up in space. And that would be an achievement for me to say that, you know, this was the first talk show or first podcast that was done in, in space to show you that, you know that's not impossible it's it's as simple as can be you know you can you can have a real deep conversation with the astronauts i'm sure they need some you know they would like company they would like people to talk to them daily and, yeah. and you know i'm sure they do they do talk to people i'm sure they do but i think that's what's important is to also realize you know their um, the importance of such people um, but I think the like that's that's kind of like the the weird kind of crazy answer. But I think you know for the to take it to the next level, I think really is uh, to make it um, to make the show uh, make it sustainable. It can stand you know on its own. We can create uh, you know more things out of it. So it's not just the show. There's a lifestyle to it. There's you know um, um, there's events may be happening, you know, I want to, yeah, I want to, you know, I know that it's hard with the current situation and all that, but, you know, I always felt that um, part of the show should have a live aspect to it. So there's an audience that sits and watches us produce the show, uh, like a listening party. I mean, many other podcasts have done that, you know, that's what yeah. I would like to do. Yeah. I would like to do that. And I would that like would be to, amazing. yeah. And also I would like to get back some of our you know awesome guests i want to you know sneak peek i want to bring in some <laughs> you know reunion shows get people to come back and you know uh, talk about their experiences and how they've grown after the show but at the same time also uh, and this is like a you know the technical things we want to just enhance the show as well uh, you know audio wise visually uh, you know, we've already achieved a lot with the new, you know, the new launch of the new brand, you know, this is like the next step, the new season, all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah. And, and again, I'm just taking them, I'm mentioning them all now, but this is all like just baby steps from where we started, you know, with where you go back and you see season one yeah. and you see season two, they are in a way drastically different, but somehow the same. The same thing with season three and moving forward. It's always going to have the same touch and the same flair and the same um, thing. Although, you know, with season three now, the colors are more vibrant, uh, adds a more, you know, a more cool hip type feel. So, yeah, we're getting there. Uh, there's there's many different levels to think of. But 
these all these are the kind of things that I want to focus on in in the short term. Uh, to amazing, say, amazing, yeah. and best of luck, best of luck for that. Honestly, it's uh, really impressive what you've done, and uh, I'm always excited to see what's next with Nobody's Famous. I'm your yes. biggest fan, as you know. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed, you are. Thank you so much. So I, 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 I want to say it has been yeah, an awesome, awesome, awesome time. <laughs> with you and thank you for you know taking time out of your day to um to chat with me uh before i do the outro is do you have any last words do i have any last words um <laughs> apparently not <laughs> apparently not i'm out of words i'm out of words um best of luck for everything and uh, que sera, sera, I guess. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining the Nobody's Famous podcast. This has been the show with the one and only Zoha Dalul. Thanks again for being on the show. Make sure you um, like, subscribe, follow on YouTube. Make sure you find us on Stitcher and Rami, SoundCloud, Spotify, all these different places you can find. You can watch us on YouTube and make sure you check out uh, Zuha's account, Makeup by Zuha. Face off of Zuha, sorry. Face on. I was like, I was like, I'm sure I got that wrong at the beginning of the show. I'm sure I got it wrong. So I was like, face on Zuha. Make sure you check it out. And hey, you never know. Uh, maybe you can book uh, your next uh, touch up with her. So stay tuned. All right. Thank Thanks you. again. Thank, Thank you, you so much.